Welcome back to EXPN, The Experience. I'm Warren Rustborough. And I'm Paige Data Row. We're here as always to bring you up-to-date news of the League of Ultimate Questing. No dungeon too deep, no quest too questionable. Excuse me? Oh, just a slogan from the days of yester. I've always been quite fond of it. Ha! You always did like blowing dust off the old classics. Quite. The upcoming flagship Hero Rank Axis quest for the Fallow Crown has been met with a mixture of excitement, doubt, and as you biologicals say, hurt butts. How's that, Paige? Well, as Hal Orison Jr. poofed away in a cloud of angel magic to the acoustic harmonies of a mystical boys' choir, the team manager, Rain Fallenfoe, had to arrange ducks in many rows quickly to ensure the team had their replacement in time for a big hurrah. Ah, yes. You're referring to Wusha Brineschild, a ranger from the ring. Correct. There were a bevy of other ringers chomping at the bit to slide into the position. Both Thera and Zan Meathead would line up well to fill the respective slots of Barbarian or Paladin. Well, maybe Wusha's the breath of fresh sea air the team needed to move up in the world. At least for the time being. True enough. Though I find it unlikely anyone refers to the air around Wusha as fresh. And while an explosive arcanist like Spark Spellpuncher may not fit the team balance well, one would wonder why another ranger like Bedlam Archon de Grey went unpicked. The last thing the ring needs now is more rivalry and roughhousing. I'm sure their management knows what they're doing. Besides, a little change can be good for everyone. I'm not surprised you'd say that. And what exactly does that mean? You've upgraded for the time being as well. You've moved from the perpetual preteen persona of Dirk Bradley to the magnificent machine manufactured by the divine hands of the universe you see before you. They may have added an extra dash of ego to the formula during R&D. Ha, perhaps. But this pay raise is awfully nice. If I got a salary increase every time that simpleton got stabbed, I'd own the place. Hey now, that's uncalled for. Since when is dunking on Dirk been off the table? It's one of our oldest pastimes. There's no shortage of ammunition to berate Dirk Bradley for his own foolishness. But there's no need to jest about the events that made him the victim of a serious attack that took the lives of many brave journalists. Fair enough, old friend. I forgot how much emotional attachment you biologicals have to your vital organs and fleshy exteriors. My apologies. Let us clear the slate by checking in on the field as the angelic hum of infinite architecture beckons in the coming quests. Like music to my ears. Whatever you say, Paige. Whatever you say. The Fallow Crown makes their way to the battle center, and there they find Wuxia already waiting. As nude as the day he was born, Wuxia is trying to fit as much of his body into a basin of water as possible. There's a lot of body, and the basin is not big enough for it. Where are you doing this? In the battle center. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sir, please, you can't you can't have this here, okay? This is this is a place of business. He holds up some soap, mouth full of it, and says, Oh, you think this is delicious? It's not food. What are you doing? Anything's food if you're brave enough. Sir, I understand that you're an adventurer and we have to give you uh, some level of deference, but this is absurd. I gotta look nice for the camera. Why are you shy? You I... deal with blood and gore every day. I'm not shy. I'm angry. Well, the mortal body's a beautiful thing. I don't care about your dick, you idiot. You're <laughs> bathing in the middle of the goddamn hallway. <laughs> I don't it's care basic about hygiene. your dick, you idiot. <laughs> if I had a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> We should put that on a shirt. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, thank gods they're here. Can you please do something about this? This is great. <laughs> uh, taking a bath, are we? Yeah. I haven't had one in a while. I told him there's a locker room just over there, and he just kept trying to fill it with water. Where I'm from, year locker room, and you know you're under threat. <laughs> uh, best to gear up and clothe yourself. We're about to get going here. All right. I'm going to take the basin and just upend it over my head and wash all the soap off me. Uh, can we disqualify you for something? I feel like I should be able to disqualify you for something. I'm going to slap him on the shoulder and just say, Join me next time. It's I freeing. Janitors hate him. Find out why. <laughs> if I see you bringing anything other than official questing gear back here, I'm going to have you thrown out by the anti-heroes. <sighs> All right. Bagworth is waiting. I hope you're kitted up. I was born kitted up. <laughs> I don't care about your dick. <laughs> <laughs> what an unpleasant little man. All right. Where are my clothes? Oh, boy. <laughs> There you stand in the middle of the battle center with your naked friend. Mm-hmm. Teammate. <laughs> so this is not exactly our team aesthetic. <laughs> oh. I mean, Hal gets oh. pretty close, but it's usually hog away. Well, I figured, you know, since the cameras aren't rolling, I could you know, maybe prepare myself. I wanted to look nice for you. As you get closer, you realize you, you're pretty sure he's still drunk. And possibly very much so. Started a bit early today? Well... You can't really start if you never stop. <sighs> Hal was the one that could cure that. Well, uh, we have predetermined loadouts. I assume yours is ready to go. Oh, I, I try to keep my kit nice and together and, and make sure it's all in working order. Well, let's get the lure back in the tackle box then, shall we? Oh, good plan. <laughs> <laughs> don't want any little fishes taking hold. Usually we don't do that much drinking before a quest. Free time is one thing, but, uh... I have an important question, Yavos. Yes? Why not? Makes things hurt less. Well, there's children who watch and role models and, uh, you know, reflex numbing. Look, I haven't met much children in my day, but I promise you they've both said and seen worse. Well, after today, I don't think you'll legally be able to. Ah, oh, oh, oh. That's too bad. We will already be handicapping ourselves. We don't need a second one. Yes. <laughs> At least one that does not pay. <laughs> you make your way through the battle center toward the armory, and there behind the heavy glass window is Bagworth. How's everybody doing? Oh, recovering from our recent trauma from your evil chair. Looked like a bad one that time. We're not doing bad, all considering. Uh, Penny what, kind of looks... What's the other big one? I'm assuming he's still laid up for a minute. Uh, he's busy. Oh, uh, Wusha, uh, we were offered a chance to do a challenge quest um, because Penny took a very serious wound that won't heal. Uh, we should take up on the chance to do this with missing hit points. Oh, all right. Got a knife. Uh, we don't do it. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, th- I think it's for them to manifest, not us. That doesn't sound like fun. And the other thing does? Sure. I know something about wounds that don't close. None of mine do that anymore. That seems like a bit of a disadvantage, but you seem to do well enough, so... Something goes wrong, I just find a new part. Knock on my leg. (laughs) Ah, I see. I'm genuinely sorry to hear that. It's what I do. Fair enough. Uh, (laughs) We need to discuss our Elixir sponsorship. We get to bring in some alchemy with us as part of our deal. Ooh. Uh, 
They've given us a price limit. And since we're going in with a bit of a handicap, it might be smart for us to purchase some potions of false life. I'm not opposed to that. We can only afford three of them, though. Are we not required to do a variety? I've also updated my roster to include an elixir healing kit. Uh, so whenever I treat one of our wounds, it will count as part of our sponsorship. Plus, they're just really nice healers' kits. We'd rather have that or extra healing potions. We can get more of those. The healing kit sounds like a good idea. You're very handy with a needle. Then let us get three potions of false life, and the rest of the healing we can do through our magic and my tools. Oh, I've got some healing magic too. Excellent. I almost crunches some of the numbers, gets the information from Wusha's gear. Wusha carries into battle heavy old rusty uh, scale mail that looks like it's been dredged up from a beach somewhere. Two mismatched harpoons, one made of smooth whalebone and one made of knotted old driftwood with sharp pitted hooked tips to each one and a nice big wide belt with tooled leather showing things from the deepest parts of the ocean. And a longbow, just a regular longbow. Nothing special there. It looks like a short bow on him. It does. It really does. It's like a fucking slingshot. And a handful of what to him might be needles and to everybody else would be arrows. So we have some excess. Do we need adventuring kits or can I upgrade my armor? Yes, I think you should upgrade your armor. That sounds good. I'm surprised you haven't asked me what kind of question we need to be doing. Oh, uh, we're meeting a new friend here, so we were planning with that first, but we're very interested. Are you there, Baggy Wrinkle? No, that's not right. Uh, but whatever. So, give you a quick breakdown. <clears throat> We're getting a large amount of organic readings, though soul energy is a bit low, which means there's probably not a lot of individual bodies. Whatever's there, though, uh, they have very hostile intent. Ah. It's expected to be an extermination quest. Yes, well, seems like we're all suited for weapons. It's not too warm, it's not too cold. Seems to be just about body temperature. Very nice. This sounds like Labyrinth 2 Eclectic Boogaloo. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Uh, give me your sheets. I'll figure it out. Here you are. I have all the things uh, well arranged. He takes all your requisitions, closes the shutter, and then a little while later, your individual personal trunks plop down into the hatch. After finishing gearing up in the locker room, you head toward the collar. I think uh, Gaspar, Penny, and I might take the potions based on our health points. Of course, of course. I completely understand. I I would find it terribly appropriate if you just wanted to see how I work as is. Very well. As you enter the caller, you see the caller director standing there waiting for you. Next to him is a man holding what looks like four chokers. These will ensure that you are complying with your challenge. This will stay on. Yes. You have a stump. It's not an empty space. It's, it's tapered. It's, it slides off. <laughs> he walks up to each of you and places it around your neck or what's left of your neck. Mm-hmm. As soon as he does, you feel a sharp needle stab into your flesh. Ow. Oh, that's how it's going to stay on. <laughs> as the needle slides in, you feel a sudden cold sensation flowing through your veins. And you all feel indescribably weaker. Please reduce your maximum health points by 25% of their total rounded down. Penny, factor in your temporary hit points as part of this. You approach the catwalk as the collar moves down, down, down the axis. Eventually, it comes to a stop. Before you, an aperture opens and you walk through.
You move through the darkness of this place between places, your hands outstretched, seeking to contact something. And eventually, they do. Something warm and damp, taut but pliant. As you press into it, a retraction pulls the wall open. Immediately, a blast of warm air bombards you with a thick, organic odor. A faint, sickly sweetness wriggles just below the overpowering stench of butchered meat and rotten teeth. The winds pulse in rhythm to unseen forces, each gust more foul than the last. There is no light to speak of, yet as you pass what threshold marks the entrance to this foul place, you can feel the soft, spongy ground give way to hard tiles of unknown make. It's rancid! I thought I had to apologize for myself, but... This is not like the labyrinth at all. (laughs) Wuxia will rest one of his spears between his neck and his shoulder, pull out a torch, and strike it to the best of his ability here in the dark. Excellent. Dim light paints your confines in a nightmare palette. Fibrous walls arch around you, tented by thick ribbons of gristle and cartilage. Below you, yellowing tiles, cracked and bleeding, shift beneath your weight. This tunnel is peppered with branching paths, each one narrow and dark, dilating and constricting in time with the winds, whose roars and whispers carry the faint, wet sounds of movement. Are we inside of something? If we are or we aren't, you sure know how to show a lad a good time. Well, no guts, no glory. How do we know which way to go? Behind you is the tapering hall that you stand in. Before you, there is only one straight path with dozens of constricting off branches. I would say follow your nose, but I don't want to leave Gasper in the dark. I say we follow our ears, wherever the squelching sounds are coming from. Well, one tunnel seems a bit larger than the others and isn't contracting like some sort of foul anus. (laughs) (laughs) Is there any other kind? When you say constricting, how big are we talking? The off branches look like something you could potentially crawl into. Gaspar is going to take a bit of his rope, unhook the crowned severed head of the vault top and secure it to the rope and then dangle it into the constricted corridors. You put the head into the aperture And inside, you see what looks like a much smaller corridor. Uh, Again, something you could potentially crawl into, but you probably wouldn't want to. It seems to taper more as it goes deeper. And all along the inside of the walls, you see what look like small fingers gently bristling in the wind. Any threats? No, but the room itself has a very threatening aura. Okay, so... How do we want to take this? Do we want Wusha to take point, or do we want Gaspar to go a little ahead and scout? I can see if I can make it wider. You getting stuck immediately does not sound like a good plan. That's that's probably for the best. I'm going to put my hand on Gaspar's shoulder, and with it, guidance! Perhaps just check ahead a bit, but stay within earshot. Yes, and don't engage with anything. Just come back if you see something. And how wide is this other pathway, the big one? The central pathway, you'd say it's about nine feet tall. Okay. And about that all around. As you move closer towards the direction you came, though, it gets smaller and smaller. If I'm going to lead the way, then I might as well do it in a big way. (laughs) 
Gaspar reaches into one of the pouches on his belt and pull out a piece of bone. He's going to toss it into the air in front of him, whip out his spinal lash, and catch it midair with it. The barbs are going to enter into etched holes and slots like a key. And as it is suspended midair, necrotic energy is going to channel into it. Flesh and bone are going to scream into existence around it. Skin is going to stretch over the bones. And a vulpidexa with my spinal lash like entering into its brainstem, like a leash being the only reins to control this thing. It lacks personality. It is a mortal coil without a soul. Jesus. That's a new one, Gaspar. I thought you said he didn't have a dog. I had some coaching, so I've cast Find Steed. Mounted on top of the Volpidexa, you're not too terribly much taller than you stand normally. And while the creature is bound to your will, it does have its natural instincts. And in this place, it wants to hunt. Let the hunt begin. And hooking my knees and ankles around the plates on its shoulders and belly, we are going to slink forward hunting. Excellent. Are you all following? Closely behind. I want to pet that dog. <laughs> uh, enough that Gaspar can lead the way and scout ahead a little bit, but we're keeping like within your shot. And... When Penny sees this creature come into existence, she purses her lips a little nervously. I'll take back of the party. Keep anything from sneaking up on us. Gaspar, your best judgment. Well, plenty of room for me to stand shoulder to shoulder with Wusha, I suppose. The Volpidexa crawls some distance, and you all follow. The cavern in which you stand seems to grow slightly larger as you go, though the number of off-branching paths never seems to diminish, some of them above, some of them to the sides, but always shifting, moving, breathing. From the dark, dank recesses of this fleshy tomb, shapes begin to move. Every off-branching tunnel now surges with life, or some sick imitation of it. Behind you, a squelching noise can be heard, pressing forward. I'm going to look to Wusha and Penny behind me and take out the bottle and just drink back this potion of false life. <laughs> and for a moment be like, ah, Elixir. <laughs> so I now have seven temporary hit points. Excellent. Is anybody else going to follow suit or are you going to save it? Penny knocks back her potion. <laughs> The bubbles tickle my nose. <laughs> nice. That was a max roll, so I got nine more hit points. Beautiful. Gaspar's going to gape chug his. <laughs> gape chug. It's like a water cooler. Not wanting to be left out of the team, I'm just going to drink from my water skin. Mmm, wet. <laughs> As you slug back your various liquids, the liquid sounds don't seem to diminish. Behind you can be heard a large surging sound almost like some kind of liquid or ooze being pressed from a tube if i make a perception check can i see if the walls around us are like contracting or moving or like yeah hit me that's a good old five 
you are having a hard time processing any of what's going on around you. It all just seems to blend in together in a fleshy pink and red mess. But it's not long before things make themselves known. Vague silhouettes begin to resolve in the dim light. Bones of unknown origin press and stretch thick sacks of membranous fluid as they force themselves into shapes approximating humanity, all to a maddening skeletal symphony of splitting cartilage and breaking bone. At first, there are only a few poking their heads from the small holes, but soon there are dozens pressing from behind you. More than you can count, more than you can process. And at their rear, your eyes begin to finally resolve what lies beyond. There is no air to be found, only thick, heavy wetness. It's like a like a like a deluge, like a tidal wave. It seems like it, but slow moving. Penny squints, looking into the darkness behind her, not quite being able to tell what's going on. And then she casts dancing lights. Mm creating floating orbs of gold and green and violet. And as she sees it, um, we need to pick up the pace. I hear that. I'm then going to pull on the spinal tap that I have into the Volpidexa and will it to go forward faster. You begin to move forward. And as you do, behind you, more of these bizarre skeletal creatures clad in membrane begin to crawl from the holes along the walls. And you're realizing that the place you're heading has nowhere to go but down. You come to an aperture, which leads into a vast, fleshy pit, down into a darkness you cannot see. It might be its intention, but we are strapped for choices. It's a pit. Do we stand and fight, or do we dive into the unknown? I've always been a fan of diving. Well, let's do this with Valor. How far is the wall opposite the pit? You're like, um, so how big is the pit? You'd say about 60 feet across. 60 feet across. Roughly. Okay. That's a long ass jump. Give or take. It's hard to tell with the texture of the wall being so vague. Okay. Can we tell how deep the pit is or does the torchlight not hit the bottom? It seems like it's at least 120 feet. So the Volpidex is going to charge forward. As it gets to the lip, the its tail is going to spike into the floor just enough that it can change its momentum to face backwards. So doing a 180 degree turn and then dig its claws to attempt to slow the fall. Interesting. Go ahead and give me an athletics check on behalf of the Vulpidexa. That's a five. I see. Uh, you managed to get the 180 going and you definitely managed to dig your claws in. And we're not in any way anticipating it to be completely slick. And as soon as its claws try to dig in, the membranes peel away and you slide down the wall. You're not moving at terminal velocity, but you're definitely picking up some speed as you and your creature hurtle towards the unseen floor. Oh, shit. Uh, Yavos, hop on. Going to pat my shoulders. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> no dice for question. Go, go. All right. I'm going to try to hook Iavos up over my shoulder. <laughs> and I'm going to try to do a very similar thing, except with my spears and like hook my way down. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Like that. Uh, go ahead. And give me athletics check there. 
My first roll looks like uh, that's going to be an 18 total on athletics. An 18. Very nice. Six. Hell uh, yeah. You do manage to get the old 180 going and you manage to drive a spear through the membranes into the thick flesh beneath. <gasps> and as you do, you feel a massive quake, almost like something hesitating as breath begins to pull, pull, pull in and then get pushed out. Suddenly, there is a vast contraction of the space as a thick membranous ooze is pushed free of the hole, shoving Penny along with it. Penny, would you like to roll an athletics check to try and cling to this ooze that's splorching out of this hole? Um, I want nothing more (laughs) than to grab onto the edges of this slough and slide. (laughs) Slough and slide, (laughs) gross! (laughs) That is an eight. Mm. You frantically try to grab onto it. Some of your clothes are stuck to it as you pull free. And as you do, you notice that the cloth at the base of your cloak is beginning to dissolve. And you realize your own clumsiness might have saved you. You all hurtle towards the darkness. I want everybody to roll me an acrobatics or athletics check to land safely. Here we go, baby. Can I instead boost Wuxia's ability? Because he's carrying. Me. Yes. I'm not really totally an fine. agency of my own. I'll say, uh, do you want to give him guidance? Yes, that was my intent. Perfect. Guidance! You could not have picked a better role to do that on. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got a fucking crit. Ooh. I'm ready to descend with flying colors. <laughs> All right. So Wuxia, with his spear firmly stabbed into the wall, despite the fact that he has just been coughed off of the esophagus, he does not relinquish the phantom chain which holds him to his spear. Instead, it solidifies into rusty iron as he slides down, lowering Iavos as deep as he can before eventually releasing the old man and then pulling the spear free to fall the rest of the way himself. And I believe this is the first time that the team has seen the chains on my spear. Mm-hmm. The old rusty anchor chains filled with crawling, squirming life as I let that just spool out from my strange belt. Beautiful. Penny, what do you got? I have a 21 athletics roll. Nice. Your mirthful leaps are somewhat less mirthful now and a little bit more squirtful. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Not squirtful leaps. <laughs> as, you, as you careen down the hole, you manage to get your feet on the side of the uh, esophageal passage and jump off and then do this all the way down, catching yourself at regular intervals, reducing your impact. Gaspar, what did you get? 21 for Gaspar, 18 for the Volpidex. Beautiful. You are in open free fall, and yet you're fairly confident you'll be able to land. These Volpidexes seem like the kind of thing that would always land on their feet. Yeah, its tail whips around and then <laughs> goes into like a parachuting stance. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> wide open, wide open yeah. uh, limbs. You all collide with the ground. And because all of you succeeded so well, you only take one bludgeoning damage. <laughs> Hell yeah. Except Iavos, who uh, is simply winded with a shoulder impact into his gut. I had a feeling the floor was going to be nice and squishy. You land upon damp flesh. The reek of meat has been replaced with the acrid smell of vinegar and rotting food. As you begin to look for an exit, you hear a voice. Something is calling to you from the darkness. From 
from high fantasy to high fashion. Nobody keeps you up to date on the cutting edge of Magitek and style like Aspen Vancaster. This is Major Image. Since the fledgling days of the LUQ, teams have been trying and dying, quite literally, to find themselves a unified theme, be it matching tabards, dark suits of spiky armor, or just some kind of forest motif, like some kind of druidic stereotype. One thing's for certain, when a member doesn't match, it sticks out like a busted wand. Rarely will this renegade regalia be well-received by the viewers, so maybe think twice before inviting the Storm Cleric Ranger who's draped in dark clouds and thunder to join your team of pink pastel paladins. P.U. The newest culinary trend in Verata is a bizarre and psychologically questionable cuisine known as Ego Fair. For the price of a vial of blood and more than a few quinn, you can have a living, breathing duplicate of yourself manifested, butchered, and cooked before you. If you have some serious self-image issues to work through and really want to know what you taste like, this is the forbidden fair to help you find that self-satisfaction. And the spokes are buzzing with news of the upcoming Miss Zenith pageant, where one featured femme from each section of the satellite take it to the stage to show off their unique traits, talents, and win your heart for the crown. A fat bank of Quinn and bragging rights to hold over the other spokes. Who will be picked? What will they wear? You'll have to tune in and find out, since I'll be your host. This could be the start of something big. This has been Aspen Vancaster with Major Image. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Have you been the victim of an unfair dungeon master? Have you been denied the use of class abilities, had your spells nerfed, or even falsely accused of metagaming, resulting in the loss of HP, shame, or even character death? You may be entitled to compensation in the form of gold, magic items, and experience points. Players have rights, and rules are rules. Call the lawyers who will make the rules work for you. The law offices of Min and Max. Rules attorneys. We do it by the book. Hey, all you cuties. Insert fart joke here. We've been hard on the grind recording more episodes of LUQ to stick to our magical Monday routine, and Zach has really been bringing the heat as his world expands, so we hope you're as thrilled about hearing the new content as we have been playing in it. There are a lot of ways to become a better dungeon master, but nothing beats practice. That said, a great resource to have in sharpening your own skills is a lot of assets. If you join the LUQ Patreon, you'll have access to a load of unique magic items, monster stat blocks, character sheets, maps, and more to help bring your home game to life, or run an LUQ adventure of your own. At the highest tiers, you can join the Battle Axis and make a character to join the show's meta. Those are all the name drops you hear during our EXPN segment. If you'd rather hear your name mentioned in the mid-roll with a big fat thank you attached, you could become a legendary patron and join one of our mid-roll teams. Our current teams are the Titans Rise, the Twilight Concord, the Ceaseless Horde, and this week's featured team, the Forgotten Legacy, with Wagon, Insanity, 
John Reinhardt, and Daryl. If you've got some fan art or something special that isn't homemade food or drink you'd love to get into our hands, the P.O. Box is 230091 Tigard, Oregon, 97281. If you want to get a personal message on the show or talk to us about advertising, you can reach out to admin at slapdashstudios.com. We stream on Twitch all week long, the biggest nights of which are Monday night, where LUQDs unite to listen to the newest episode of LUQ, while the wonderful dungeon mistress Dana hosts. Wednesday nights, me and Zach play a cooperative Pokemon Nuzlocke, and starting this week, we'll be experimenting with a new set of rules we're calling the Twinlock. So if you're curious, come check it out. And if you just can't get enough Dana, which is totally fair, you can catch Penny Plays on Thursday night. We also stream other games during the week when we have time. I'm currently playing through Horizon Zero Dawn, and I'm having a blast. And I'd love to have you hang out with me. So spread the word, visit the website, join the Discord, and check out the fun rewards on our Patreon, and just know how much we love you. But that's enough out of me, let's get you back to the Battle Axis. It's 2am and you're hungry and thirsty. No rations in the bag of holding, and taverns are all closing. Where can you go to satisfy your late night needs? Why, Vixie Mart is always open. Since the dawn of time to the end of all things, Vixie Mart will never be closed. Plus, we've got everything you need. All your favorite off-brand products at weirdly high prices. Bags of chips that are either really tiny or way too big. Brands of cold beer you're pretty sure didn't exist a year ago. A colorful chest cooler full of freezer-burned mystery desserts. Nacho cheese on tap. You heard me. Deal with it. Cool on the outside, hot on the inside, blistered in sunburnt sausages. Oscillated to perfection. And served on a bun that tastes like cotton candy made out of flour. Satisfy your thirst for Rock Shasta, Orca Cola, and Blue Goodberry Dices. Available in our new 97-ounce Dire Gulp to-go flagon. Like the waiting jaws of infinite hunger that will consume us all when the shadows fade to white, we never close. Vixie Mark. The late-night answer to questions you didn't know you had. You stand on the wet, fleshy floor of an unknown chamber. The outer edges and ceilings slope down and curve at the bottoms, and all you can see is puckered flesh leading inward to the center of the room toward a tightened sphincteral aperture. At some distance, you can hear someone calling for you. Hello? Somebody here? Guess we're not alone on the poop deck. Uh, who's there? <laughs> People, come here! Come here! Gods! Are you inside the sphincter? What? No! Gods, no! Well, we're either going to exterminate him or save him. <laughs> we have a torch and we've got dancing lights. Do so we want more light sources or are we good? I'm good to head on over. Penny tears what remains of her teal cape from her sculpted breastplate and says to all of you, be careful, everyone. That chamber was acidic. Great. Corrosive acid. What else fun things will we find? What was that? Corrosive acid. Yeah, a lot of it. I'm glad I don't wear shoes. I guess we follow the sound of the voice into the darkness. I'm going to just run toward it as soon as you say that. (laughs) No. (laughs) You run in the direction. Uh, I want everybody to roll me a perception check. Are you still on my shoulder? No, no, no. Okay, good. That would be silly. Yes. Mm. 11 for Gaspar. Mm. Okay. Another Natty Ice? Fucking rolling 
goddamn bullets here. I like He's rolling busted. ice. That's that's a very good. T- I like natty ice and then saying I'm rolling ice tonight. Rolling, rolling, ice. Very good. rolling bullets rolling. is good too. Rolling Thank bullets. You. These are all beautiful. I got them ice bullets. Uh, 19 for Iavos. Wusha's always rolling in the deep. <laughs> 20, 20 fucking three, four, sweet baby boy. Gaspar is at 11. Beautiful. As you approach the wall of the cavern you're in, you begin to realize there's no one here. That is until you see, embedded into the wall, a mouth and a pair of ears arranged higgledy-piggledy in the flesh of the place. Ha! Look at that. Well, I'd say look at you, but I can hear you there. You're splashing around. It's great. I don't like this. <laughs> hey, hey, I don't like you either yet, huh? Let's, let's get to know each other before we start throwing insults around. <laughs> he spits up what looks like a big thick glob of phlegm. Is this a normal sized mouth or like a big mouth? A little big, but not huge. Have you always been like this? What's always? I mean, come on. I've just been here for a while, though. Oh, man, it's so good to hear from people, voices and everything. It's great. You're uh, you're certainly a sight there, aren't you? I've seen folks get flayed in town before, but this is new. I wouldn't know. I can't really see myself. And that's actually, you know, not bringing me to my problem. Uh, you might notice uh, there's, I'm a few eggs short of a basket. I haven't seen a single egg here. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, face eggs, you know, like eyes. I, um... Look, I'm going to be frank with you. I don't know where my eyes are. Uh, if y'all could do me a little favor and uh, help me find my eyes. Uh, quick question. What are you? <laughs> oh, boy. If I had an answer for that one, you bet your ass I'd be answering it. Are you part of the greater entity or were you absorbed at some point in time? Uh, oh, boy. You know, you say things like greater entity and that's all just kind of hullabaloo for me. I just remember I just remember a lot of pain and that's kind of what I'm in right now, which is why I want to find my eyes. Does your young hatch from your face eggs? I don't know how to answer that question, but I do know if you can help me out here. Uh, so uh, I need you to put your finger next to my mouth. Maybe I even in my mouth. That might help. I uh, do it immediately. That's a trap. Okay. Here's what I need you to do. All right. And look, uh, somewhere in this room, you're probably going to see a big old glowing node. You got a node around here? Like the thing in the middle of your face. No, it's in, that's a nose. Oh. I don't right. have one of those either. I think I lost it a few months, weeks, oh. back, years. I, got, I don't know. Maybe, we'll see if we can find that. Maybe too. retract the finger while he's giving us directions. Oh, thank you. Right. Wow, I'm salty. <laughs> oh, I got a fingernail. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, All right. There's a node around here. Uh, I can't rightly tell you where it is, but if you could find that node for me and lead me to it, that would be just dandy. Wait, hold on. You want us to lead you to it? Yeah. So who's got a knife? No, don't cut me out. That's like the worst thing you could possibly be doing right about now. Just, just lead me to it. How do you lead a chunk of wall anywhere? Uh, salty man, go ahead and uh, go ahead and put put the old finger in there and just. Oh, uh, right, right. Oh, I can see where this is oh, going. Right about there, and just, don't like go it. Go ahead and just drag it around. Just, just keep dragging it. I got one. No, just keep dragging it. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> As you, I want you to go ahead and roll me a strength, save, strength check. You fucking got it. Are we on for our third fucking 20? Am I, what's the bowling term for that? A turkey. Nope. Uh, <laughs> it's probably a turkey. <laughs> That's going to be a uh, 12 total. All right. It doesn't take much. As you start to pull, you can feel what faintly something that feels like maybe muscular fascia tearing and ripping as suddenly the face comes a little bit free. 
the ears come with the mouth, and now suddenly he's capable of free moving. At about five feet per round, this most of a face starts to drag itself around the cavern. (laughs) This is bad. This is all wrong. I don't like this at all. Tell me about it. I've been like this for ages. The fascists held me in place and I couldn't get free, and your boy's he's a strong one. I think it's beautiful. Look at you swim. (laughs) Is that what I'm doing? Sure. Oh, boy. Do you have a name or even the concept of a name? Man, if I had a leg, I'd be telling you. I'm going to call you Walber. Walber? <laughs> That's funny, because I'm in the walls. I, I like, like that. Beautiful. So um, what you're going to do is you're going to find that node for me, and you're going to lead me right to the node. Okay, okay. I will find the node. No offense, Wusha, but you don't seem like someone who'd be good at finding it. Oh, that's all right. I'll just drag him around. <laughs> no, I don't need to be dragged no more. I'm good. I got the Bad news, Walper. Uh, if there was a node of glowing energy, we would probably see it in the dark, and I don't see anything like that here. Uh, go ahead and roll me a perception check. I can do that. Blank. Ooh, uh, 24. It takes a while for you to see enough in the dark to know what's going on, but you do see periodically throughout this weird cavern, there's these mounds of flesh that look like they've been covered with possibly centuries of Mm. muck and filth. Do we have to go muck raking for a node? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Sorry. I wonder if it fell down the hole in the middle. No, don't don't go in that hole. That's not a good hole. You don't want to be there. What's in that hole? I don't know. Nastiness. I don't think it's worth anybody anybody's time. Painting that hole with a wide brush. <laughs> <laughs> Find that damn note, please. Gosh. Now, I apologize for being all business, but what's in it for us? I don't know. Not being in here. You're not going to want to be in here in about an hour or two. I mean, I assume it's an hour. I, I'm bad at time these days. Is the note how we get out? Yeah, I can help you with that. Well, that there we go. <laughs> I think we'll have an easy time finding this. Clear as the note in the middle of your face. <laughs> Penny, you're looking for the nodes. Uh, why don't you and uh, Iavos give me another perception check or investigation check to see if you can locate the one he's referring to. I don't oh, think that's much worse. Oh, much better for me. Well, they're both just stat based, but they're my good stats. 12. 18. Nice. Uh, Iavos, you're having a bit of a hard time. And in fact, it's Penny who eventually finds one of these odd nodules seems to be a little bit more recessed, not as pronounced as the others. And as you peel away at the flesh, you actually see inside what looks like a large number of odd, almost translucent Venus structures that are kind of attaching to each other. And as they crest together, little arcs of electricity can be seen on them. I found it, everyone. Ha! Damn! He's a good one. Now, if you can just point me in the direction and just poke, poke along the wall, I can feel it. I'm going to go to put my finger in his mouth again and just walk him over toward where they are. <laughs> God, this is just the worst. As you get closer, he starts moving a little bit faster as he begins to feel the sensation of it. <laughs> That's it. God, y'all are, y'all are quick. Okay, uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to interface with this node. And when I do, uh, oh boy, just try not to die, okay? As he approaches the node, you see it begin to glow brighter and then turn red. That's a command that I can get behind. Within seconds, you start to hear a squelching, burpy kind of sound. And within moments, fluid begins to pour from the other nodules. Oh. Is it acidy? The smell of vinegar in the room has dramatically increased. I want everybody to roll me an initiative as we enter the skill challenge of don't die in the acids. Oh, boy. Uh, that acid. <laughs> what that acid do? What that acid, <laughs> that acid yeah. do. God damn it. Come here. Feeling it today. You all right? 
Got that natty one. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the lows. It's fine. It's just initiative. You got the low hand. You're good. What's everyone else's? I got a 15 total. Penny, intent on holding open the folds of the note, has a 12. All right, everybody. The chamber you're in is rapidly filling with acids. This acid works like any vial of acid dealing 2d6 damage. You will take this on every failure. Your job is to survive long enough for him to finish his task and get you out. As per usual, the skill challenge works like so. This is largely for Max's purpose. Yo. You can roll any skill on your turn and describe it and flavor it to kind of sell me on how and why you're using it the way you are. If you are proficient in the skill and you get a success, that's one point. If you are not proficient in the skill and you get a success, that's two points. If you succeed on a critical, that's two points. Sounds easy enough. You cannot use the same skill twice at all. No one can. If one of you uses athletics, no one else at the table can use athletics until the end of the skill challenge. The thick smell of acid rises up in your throat, in your nostrils, filling every inch of you. You can feel it starting to slowly burn away at the skin of you as the mists begin to settle. Where do we start, Iavos? Wusha. The acid is like a mist in the air. It is a mist in the air. It is a fluid slowly gathering on the floors, and soon it will be an ocean in which you cannot swim. All right, sweet. I am going to put my hand down toward the water. I'm going to focus on it. and or Not water, excuse me. Put my hand down toward the acid. I'm going to focus on it, and I'm going to try to use my shape water spell and a survival check to get it to move away from me. Interesting. Okay. Part the red acid. Exactly. <laughs> so you're selling this as a survival check. Yeah. I like that. I like Fuck it. yeah. Being a seasman. My D20 got stuck in the corner of my stupid thing. Uh-huh. Not very good. That's a 12. That is not a success. All right. You place your hand into the acid and your nerves light with pain. You try to connect to the water inside of it, but you're not certain there is any. As you feel farther away from the sea than you ever have. You'll be taking five damage from that. Oh, it tingles. Penny. Penny is going to try to use athletics to gain the high ground by kind of climbing carefully up the wall. Okay, cool. That is a 19 and it is proficient. Ooh, that's great. That's one success for you. You jump up and you manage to get yourself on top of one of the various nozzles that seems to be dumping the acid, thinking to yourself, well, safest place is nearest the acid, obviously. (laughs) But you manage to get a decent perch up, and it's going to be some time before the acid level rises up to threaten you. That makes it Iavos. What you doing? Iavos is going to call out to a very desolate place where a cold wind blows and bring that taste of winter here and fill the chamber with a flooding cold, which tends to make orifices contract. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) To hopefully stem the flow of acid a bit, tighten the, the, I mean, they might get a little more fire hosey, but they're not going to be dumping as hard. That is, that is the best thing I've ever heard in any skill challenge ever. I love it. I'm going to use an arcana to use my ice magic and tickle the walls with their frosty ways. I love it. <laughs> I don't. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck me with every time. <laughs> Ten. Uh, that is not going to do it. Uh, as you begin to try and freeze the acid, all it seems to do is create a kind of acid slushy. And as you mm. mentioned, the small amount of ice that collects around the nozzle simply makes it spray harder, not necessarily less aggressively, as now there are piercing <laughs> streams of acid spraying out. Acid coals. I don't. <laughs> Deal me my acid damage, Dungeon Daddy. Yes, indeed. Acid is something totally different. <laughs> that is seven. 
Well, there goes my temporary hit points exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Alexa. <laughs> That's a good try, but it's incomplete. I'm going to use whatever resources I have from the Elixir kit, as well as in my burglar's pack and, and anything. And I'm going to attempt to fully plug up these holes that I almost has contracted. <laughs> Just fingers in the dike wherever you can get it. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, cool. Uh, go ahead and give me a sleight of hand. I can't possibly. That's a 28. Nice. Uh, at first, the absurdity of what you're doing dawns onto your allies, and they almost laugh until you manage to effectively shove one of the glass bottles clean into the hole. Then you manage to grab some rope and tie off a couple more. The amount of acid has dramatically slowed, and you manage to avoid getting burned yourself, which is quite the accomplishment. That right there's a crafty bung, Gasper. <laughs> crafty <You> bung. <laughs> You're doing a great job, guys. Just uh, yeah. go ahead and keep at it. If you can't hear me, I don't know. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I'm going to miss him. Did you just roll a bungeon crap? <laughs> uh, we are back at the top of the initiative with Wusha. All right. I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about this. Part of the wall can hear me, so there's no reason to think that the rest of the wall can't hear me. So I'm going to try to go up as close to the edge of one of the walls as I can and just be, like, gentle with it and stroke it and be like, look now, we aren't some foreign thing trying to hurt you. We're not hard to digest, so ease off, pal. And I'm going to make an animal handling check. (laughs) Okay, okay. Weird. That is another 12. That is not going to do it. Uh, You begin to try and gut whisper the giant stomach that you're in. And shockingly, shockingly, it doesn't respond. Maybe because the only ears in the entire room are submerged beneath waves upon waves of acid. uh, Or maybe it's just because you're not very charming. But suffice to say, in response to your gentle words and odd padding, another fleshy nozzle sprouts and then sprays you full with acid. I think it likes me. You take nine damage. That makes it Penny's turn. Okay, so Penny, perched up on this nozzle, is going to use perception to kind of survey the ground, look for where there are high and low spots, and use her dancing lights to point out the high spots to her party. How's a 13? That's not going to do it, unfortunately. Uh, As you try to spot what's going on, you end up not paying attention to just how high the water level is getting and end up getting quite a bit of splashback on you as you sit on top of this nozzle. It takes you a minute before you realize it's burned through most of your clothing and is now singeing your fur and eventually your flesh. Ah, 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 cotton tails. Uh, Fortunately, you only take four damage. And that makes it Iabos' turn. Well, it doesn't seem like we're going to be able to fully escape the acid because it's literally everywhere. So I am going to uh, try to pulse out with as much healing energy to heal the acid <laughs> as it burns away at us using a religion check to uh, Ooh, okay. basically prayer of healing the acid burns away to the best of my ability. Please, please, Dice. I have such good bonuses to skills. <laughs> Let me use them for once. Please. Uh, 12. That is not going to do it. You try to heal instead of avoiding what is below you, distracting from what you should be paying attention to, which is the caustic fluid. Uh, you manage to take another six damage. It was bad. And that makes it Gaspar's turn. All right. How am I going to intimidate this thing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Remember, if you succeed in something you're not proficient with, that's two successes. Yeah. Let me get this straight. The node, him syncing with it, mm-hmm. activated the digestive processes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are other nodes. 
There are no other nodes, he but there are uh, nozzles. All, all of the, the, the nodules you guys saw, one of them was the actual nerve cluster, and ah, the rest of them were just spouts. Okay. Is there a way that I can dampen the sensation, the irritation caused to the node, to make it reduce so it doesn't think, oh, there's a huge thing I have to flush out. It's just like a, we'll just do a little trickle here and there. Are you trying to interface with the node? You know, I don't really know, but because <laughs> I'm saying, how, how can we hide our presence here? Ah, you might suspect. I, I'm going to say you're smart enough to know he might be intending that that he wants he wants this the body to know there's something in here that shouldn't be. That's the the that's what you're able to surmise. Mm. Okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. It's going to sound weird. I'm going to make an acrobatics check uh-huh. to have the Volpidexa kind of dig its claws onto the sides uh, of the wall to create a platform ah. and giving people a place to rest for a little bit from the acid burns. <laughs> Go ahead. Give me the roll there. What was this again? Acrobatics. Acrobatics. Right, right. <coughs> That's a natural one. Ooh. You try to get the Vulpidexa to uh, climb this wall and and then extend itself out using three points of contact to create like a shelf. But all that ends up happening is it ends up falling down and belly flopping into the acid proper. And the splashback on you is considerable. You take seven damage. Yeah, roll me two more of those. All right. That brings us back to the top of the initiative with Wusha. Oh, boy. I've been thinking about what skill to associate with this. So maybe you can help me out here. Please. Seeing with what uh, seeing what just happened with the Vulpidexa and being uh, personally unwilling to give up on this spell, I'm going to try to use Shape Water to, like, freeze part of the acid under it because Shape Water can freeze liquids mm-hmm. uh, and go for the whole platform idea that Gaspar started. I think the best thing you could do here would be to use insight to pick up what, what he's doing and pick out what he's doing to try and think if you could do something similar to both. Because that's because you're basically thinking freeze the acid yeah. and create a shelf that you can sit on. Okay. 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 I am going to use that. I'm going to use insight and try to read their expressions and place where this frozen platform would be to – assist their ideas as best as possible. Sure. Roll me that beautiful bean footage. Fuck yeah. Frosty bean. Nope. Uh, six. Wusha continues to be bad at this. You try to use shape water to freeze the ice and all it ends up doing is creating ice shards <laughs> and then you end up stomping on it and doing weird things and little contractions end up throwing the shards at your face and you're just like, oh god! Now the acid is sharp! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it likes me anymore. Uh, you're going to be taking nine damage. Uh-oh. This is bad for old whoosh. That makes it Penny's turn. Okay. Penny is going to pull out an item that y'all haven't seen in a hot minute. Her flute. Ooh. Because the acid is welling up in this chamber and being collected. And I kind of want it to be perhaps expelled. So Penny's going to use performance to look for the brown note. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, roll me a brown note. Give me that perform. The green note. I'm so glad. The brown node. To flush the sphincter. <laughs> Using vibration to cause something to purge is not a... It's science. 25. <laughs> well, here's the thing, Penny. That was exactly 
what your friend was trying to do. So as you begin to play your music and the bardic essence of it begins to swell out through this place, things happen ahead of schedule. Instead of finishing out this last round, forcing Iavos and Gaspar to inevitably fail and drown to death hey. in acid, you manage to trigger the contractions in advance. Suddenly, all of the muscles, the smooth muscle lining the inside of this cavern begin to pull inward and then release, pull inward and then release until eventually such great pressure builds that it tightens far faster than you could have possibly imagined, driving the acid pool up, up into the esophagus and with it, you. The top of the hole is coming up quickly, but you're not sure you're going to make it all the way. As the contractions usher upward along the esophagus, you see the half face of your friend Walbert being driven upward along with these fluids and these contractions. Get into the trachea. It's right here. I mean, well, hold on. It's, I can feel it, but I can't tell you. Look for a hole. He's pointing with his tongue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you begin to drive upwards, you actually do see the hole he's talking about. It looks like a weird shelf of cartilage with a double-sided door that seems to be uh, overlapped over itself, closing tight. You think you might be able to get to it. I want everybody here to roll me an athletics or acrobatics check to drive themselves in that direction. Can I do an arcana to Misty Step? Yes. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> no negative ones for me. <laughs> Finally, 15. Beautiful. Uh, what do you got? The pendulum has swung back the other way for Wuxia. Oh, no. I rolled a one. Oh, no. Total 20. I got twice what Wuxia got, please. <laughs> Which puts it to seven. I, I got see. seven, too. Those of you who succeed manage to grab onto the ledge. And secure yourself where the others are left in the acid somewhat and do end up taking damage. You both take five. Volpidexa was a 15, by the way, just oh, in case that's relevant. Thank you. You manage to get yourselves to the top as acid rises up past you. Pushing past this flap door, you manage to open up into this odd hollow chamber and usher in before the acid overtakes you and fills this space. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it just needed some bardic inspiration. As you stand there, you hear an odd slurping sound as the face squeezes past the opening door flap. <laughs> you get it? Like, wow, you're impressed. I hate you, Walbert. Why? You made that happen. I had to. I mean, if it's that or you go out the other way, and trust me, you don't want to go out the other way. I don't know what I want anymore. <laughs> I'll take a rest. This is a trachea. You'll probably have a bit of time to rest. You'll be fine. It's a trachea. <laughs> is this where your face eggs are? Uh, I think so. I've been. Hey, there they are. You see the face start to move along the wall towards what look like a pair of odd eggs with milky white irises in them. Uh, eventually, they sink up and he forms most of what is a face sans nose. Oh, boy. Been a while since I've been able to see anything except that thing. And the eyes seem to point down to the center of the room where there is a opening with what looks like an almost triangular subsection of cartilage and flesh that seems taut. And from it, you can see breath pushing out. And as it does, there's this humming sound, this kind of deep resonant vibration. Everyone sit still. I need to tend to our head to toe acid wounds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm going to bring out my Elixir brand healers kit. Nice. Which I shimmer in the light of the dancing lights for just a moment. I would like Gaspar to roll me a sleight of hand check. Ooh. 
24. Beautiful. You actually managed to reclaim the three bottles that you had used to plug up the acid holes. And as you reclaim them, you realize they are full with acid. You now have three vials of acid dealing 2d6 damage. Ooh, that's nice. That's pretty good. But they're not Elixa brand. We'll get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I slap on an Elixa sticker on it. I mean, they already got Elixa stickers. That's true. Yeah. They, no, that's how good Elixa potion containers well, are. Right? Yeah. They just get... F- they get filled. It also is labeled potion of false life. If <laughs> you drink that, <laughs> yeah. it's the opposite intent. No, False-est you're reading life. it the wrong way. It's false potion of life. False period. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. a, uh, it's an Alexa brand uh, digestion aid. All right. So I'm going to go to each of us and use my various unguents and salves to tend to our burnies. So you're each getting, I assume everyone's down some hit points. Yes. Gaspar? I have one temporary hit point left. Oh, then I cannot heal you that. And Penny, you were hurt too? Yes. Um, I have a question. Yeah. So I lost all my temporary hit points. Mm-hmm. Then if, will healing only raise me to my normal cap? Correct. So okay. once they're gone, they're gone. I took a ton of damage, so I'll take it. Uh, Max, you're getting 10 hit points. Thank you. Gaspar, you can't be healed because of the, uh, you, you're still at your normal hit points. Yeah, yeah. So you don't need to uh, use that. Penny, you also get 10. And I get more than I need. As I'm tending to Wusha and stitching up some of the open wounds and fixing his driftwood leg stump that probably got embedded further into his thigh from dropping 120 feet with me on his back. (laughs) I was kind of worried that my techniques wouldn't work on you. You said that you weren't able to heal injuries. Well, I I can, you can reduce the pain. Uh, That helps. Uh, The the numbing and the vigor goes right back in me, but... If uh, if a bit's open, it stays open, no matter how much time passes. Gross. <laughs> I like to think of it as a house for a little friend. When you really put your mind to it, with every gift comes a price. Old Mother Ocean, she gives and takes. <laughs> He's an open book. You just open him some more. <laughs> I usually like open books. <laughs> that was very bad. We were put into a bucket and filled it with acid and it was bad. Interesting. That's a transaction, not a gift. You might be right. How do we get out of here, Walber? You said this would lead us toward freedom. God, take a minute. <laughs> Just have a breath. You've been coated with acid and all that mess. All the more reason to not want a repeat, but I get what you're saying. No, I are safe here. It's disconnected down to the lung. Singular? Well, I mean, there's one on each side. They didn't really build this place too well. They? <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the antibodies. They're not, they're being kind of dirty these last few um, years. Uh, uh, Wal, 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 Walbert? I guess. All right. Walbert, uh, you don't happen to know the name of this thing we're in, do you? No, I don't, actually. <laughs> it's right. funny you should ask. All right, thank you. Name implies civilization. It implies intention. But this place just kind of happened. Oh, all right. Well. You know what the outside looks like? Has it got a face that's not you? I don't think there is an outside, come to think of it. That's deeply troubling, Walbert. That it is. I was going to say we could stop and eat something, but I don't think I'm going to be able to eat for days after this. I could eat. I can use a munch. Why don't you put your finger back in his orifice? Boop. That's <laughs> not going to give me much good. <laughs> There's plenty of flavors under his fingernails for it's, you to consume. It's seasoned. I want to take me a little bit of a rest while I... Uh, Book my book my feelings out. If you got any questions, let me know. How uh, how deep you been in this thing before? 
No, <laughs> I've been all over this place. At least before I lost my damn eyes. You like get care caretaker? You are you a dentist? I don't know what that is. All right. How did all your pieces get separated? Mostly spasms, spasms and contractions. They tend to force me apart, and sometimes I get lost. Surely these spasms can't be regular. All the damn time. Every time they try to change something, move it around, things start spasming and freaking out. Then will you not just fall apart again? Oh, yeah, I'm falling apart all the damn time. You like being here. You're not trying to be free yourself? Oh, God, no. This is the worst. I hate this. Can we just pull it off the wall and take him out with us, or do you... I don't know that I ever tried. Maybe Seems unlikely. Really? Maybe it's worthwhile. And these spasms happen because there's changes? Yeah. Attempted? Yeah. Why? What is attempting to be changed? Antibodies trying to make new spaces, trying to grow things and put out new tiles and new all that sort of stuff. They're building. I don't know what the hell they're trying to build. Mm. Can't really get a lot of talk out of a skeleton inside of a mucous membrane, but, you know, I try. So that's what those were. You've been saying this word now for a while, and I know what bodies is, but what is antibodies? Oh, antibodies. Is they're, like, like, they're like a body's defense system. Do I have them? Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, you, you might not. I think it's because they <laughs> dissolve bodies. They're antibodies. Oh, that's what we were in. Yes. Oh, all right. They were antagonizing our bodies. They really were. A crown huddle. <laughs> get I get really excited realizing that includes me. My hand retracts a little extra wet from Wusha's shoulder. Surprise. Well, oh, used to house tone bronzed flesh. <laughs> uh, so we're here on an extermination quest and we've been given the name of the antibodies that they're trying to change things here. It seems like a clue as to what it is we're supposed to exterminate. Seem logical? I mean, we could be trying to take sides. Uh, what if we destroyed Walbert? I'd be so sad. He's a good lad. Look what he did to us. In many ways, you might consider that a kindness. Uh, do you know where we can find these antibodies and learn more about them, Walbert? Well, you cause enough problems, I'll find you. <laughs> Rest assured. Good to know. But I don't recommend a lot of that. See, if you piss them off, they're going to they're gonna see me as the cause, and then they're going to try and lock me up again. Oh, oh, I just put something together. Oh, what's that? Wusha is going to completely unnecessarily shoot his hand up like an excited child. <laughs> uh, old Pen here, when we was up above and, and she were in the back of the group, there was uh, like a gooey wall moving toward us. Is that an antibodies? No, that's something else. I don't even I think. It's called a macrophage. Macrophage? Macrophage. Big old gooey thing trying to eat you up. Oh. Don't let it get you. Because it macks on your face. That's so sweet. Any more questions? Well, if they're going to find us, then we better take rest where we can get it. Penny is going to find a perch in a corner, still holding her flute, and begins to play a soft and restful melody. Her song, set to the background noises of gentle sloshing, is surprisingly calming. So if anybody spends hit dice to recover hit points, this Song of Rest gives you an additional 1d6. Nice. I'm definitely going to do that. Wusha is noticeably just fixated on your song. Uh, rather than regain hit points, I'm going to use Arcane Recovery to get that second level spell slot back from my Misty Step. Nice. Gaspar's all topped up. He's ready to go. Everybody good? Yep. Cool. 
So are we going to continue to find our way out, or should we agitate things and bring them to us? I mean, I'm going to try and get you out of here. I need your help. <laughs> yeah, see, uh, I might have not been terribly honest. I don't really care so much about the papers. Your poker face is amazing. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't really need uh, my eyes so much as I need to get to the brain. See, uh, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't really had a lot of access to stuff these days, and I'm hoping maybe I can convince these antibodies to stop trying to put me in bone prisons. So, where in what what part did you say we were in? At the trachea. All right. And how far away from the brain is that? I'm not so good with distance, but uh, I can help you get there. I just need to access this here node. Does it work like a person? What part of me is the trachea? Uh, somebody want to help them with that? Point to your neck. Oh, oh, I can show you. So it's <laughs> okay. Use gas pump. <laughs> yeah, my little. I see. Don't don't go trying to think that this place is anything like an actual body. It's all messed up. Remember, I was saying it was changing a lot of stuff. That's oh boy, they've been changing a lot. Okay, so just imagine if this tube right here like was actually here, pointing over like to his knee. I guess. Oh, we could be anywhere. If these antibodies have been imprisoning you, then that means that they don't like you. I should know. I don't know why they're trying to get rid of me. If we've aligned ourselves with you, there's a good chance they're not going to like us either. Oh, man, they're not going to like you anyway. You're foreign. <laughs> That's racist. And it is. They racist get everything one of them. White blood shell power. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, I'm going to tap into this bad boy. Don't worry. Ain't nothing going to try and spit up on you. He uh, goes up to the next node, which seems to be sitting at the back of the trachea. As he does, the top flesh sheath opens up. And inside, you don't see the same bright, glowing yellow light. Instead, it's something wrong. The rim of the flesh sheath seems to be blackened and almost corrupted. And the electricity which arcs between the nerves in this odd node seems instead to be kind of red and dark. God damn it, they've already been tapping into this thing. It's spreading. It's God's damn spreading. As he begins to connect, you see the opening above you gets a little bit wider. And all along this shaft, cartilage shelves poke out, almost like a ladder. Well, that's helpful. Make climbing easier. That will. That was my intention. Uh, assuming that there aren't any unexpected large gusts going to and fro. I uh, go ahead and give me a medicine check. Mm, guidance. I'm just going to start doing that because my rolls are dog water. <laughs> uh, seven, eight, uh, 14. Nice. That is enough. You get a look at this node and it definitely looks corrupted. Not a corruption you're familiar with, though. You've seen your share of cancers in both mm. books and while trying to help people out in various circumstances. You've seen viruses. You've seen bacteria. But this is not like anything you've seen. I was going to ask about the darkening. Some sort of sickness spreading. Yeah. There's some bastard sitting inside the, uh, the old brainstem. <laughs> I don't know what he got there or what he's doing there, but he certainly doesn't like me. Can't seem to kill me, though, without killing the whole damn thing. More clues as to why we're here, then. Yavos, he said brainstem. Is there also a brain flower? Uh, depends on the physiology, I suppose. It could be a brain tree. That would be nice to see. Ain't no trees in here. It's <laughs> just a lot of meat. <laughs> meat yeah. tree. We ready to ascend? Not really my strong suit, but I'll do my best. You want back on? I mean, I don't not. Up on. 
I got plenty of broad enough shoulder for you, Yavos. And I have plenty of guidance. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm not going to have you roll. It's climbing a ladder. Uh, You guys get to the top of this. The strange ladder created by this thing brings you into what can only be described as a beak. A small calcified enclosure whose contours grant the vibrations of the laryngeal aperture an ululating quality which sets your teeth on edge. As you peek around the edges of the beak, you see a great pit which leads to the stomach from which you only recently escaped. There seems to be scarring all around the outside of the opening where acids had risen up. Beyond this esophagus, you see that the fleshy walls of the room you're in slope down towards a sphincteric door in the wall. Can I maybe puzzle together what kind of room we're in based on climbing up the trachea? Obviously, this thing's like the Wild West for anatomy, but... It's hard to pin down. You couldn't say with any level of confidence, but you would guess, you would assume it would be the head, but that doesn't make sense relative to the location for everything. Gotcha. As long as it's not something that tends to have regular acid valves, I'll be a little more comforted. <laughs> well, that's where we're going right over there. <laughs> I've been calling that one the um, peritonorium. That's a very strange title. Yeah, I thought it was pretty fun. Not used to seeing interior beaks either. Nah, it's just a thing that makes noise. How many squids you've seen before? All them's got interior beaks. <laughs> Interesting. He's got a good point. Or a bird. An inside-out bird. <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> so do we need to find a node for you? That's the plan. Once I bust open this, uh, I don't know, I don't even know what to call this, door. Uh, once I pop that bad boy open, we just got to get, uh, get you in there and uh, do what you do best. All right, let's go. I am going to run headfirst at the door. It takes you moments to get to the door. It takes many, many, many more moments for the fleshy face to glide along the ground and actually arrive there. Bit of a, a Johnny come early, aren't you? Look, you said go through the door. I won't go through the door. <laughs> he goes up to a small node and latches onto it. And within moments, the aperture begins to open. Unsphincted. It <laughs> begins to unsphinct. <laughs> through the sphincter. As the aperture dilates, you are greeted with the metallic tang of blood. The hall beyond is a mausoleum to a god which is not yet nor will ever be dead. A vast spinal column runs through the center of the great hall toward a colossal bone door. At key vertebrae can be seen fleshy pedestals bearing aloft vestigial organs more decorative than functional now. A rib cage acts as rafters to this corpulent hall. The bone pillars quivering with the beat of a vast heart, which rests at the center of the room. Warren, this series of events has proven to be very upsetting. How do you mean, Paige? The Fallow Crown's newest dungeon is made of flesh and blood. The entire concept of muscles, organs, bones, and bodily juices has always seemed like a massive design flaw to yours truly. And seeing it on this scale just makes my gears skip a cycle. Truly the stuff of nightmares. Well, the term dungeon can be used quite liberally when it comes to the battle axis. They can manifest in an infinite number of ways. It's theoretically possible for the structures to be made constructed of glass, flesh, ice, or even raspberry jam. It's part of the whole infinite thing. You're not wrong, but those are some odds I'd rather not try to crunch. 
This experience, though, has finally taught me the definition of a saying I hear around my regular haunts, in which the locals often make claims of getting up in them guts. Hmm. Well, Paige, I suppose that's one possible interpretation of that expression. And here I had assumed it was some kind of filthy sex thing. That's what I usually assume when biologicals exhibit behavior I can't make sense of. And I'm usually right. Well, I'm sure the remainder of this quest will be teaching us all some lessons in anatomy that we never knew. Let's just hope the crown know the difference between a bladder and a bowel as they tread deeper into the cavities of the corpus. And maybe I'll finally find out what a grundle is. That's not a very scientific name for that part of the anatomy page. Best to just let it go. Nonsense. The mystery of it will chew me up inside. Just whisper it into my ear. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> yes, of course. By all the gods and devils in all the realms. Well, you asked. Sometimes not knowing is the greatest victory of all. We'll be back soon to follow the fallow deeper into this fellow. And in the meantime, I have some apology letters to draft for some of my colleagues regarding an ill-informed grundle-based jest. Oh, balls. Some kind of gut museum. Whoa. Mm. Love it. I'm a big fan of living architecture. Right? Especially when it's like kind of religious-y. <laughs> <laughs> um, Your body's a temple. <laughs> Your body's oh, a temple. Oh, oh, oh. We, have, we have been guiding a faith around this whole time. So. A faith, yeah. <laughs> have faith. Have faith. <laughs> so, do we have, I was going to say play of the game, but Jesus Christ, that just went bad for everyone, huh? Yeah, we did many fails. And I think what Zach was saying when he went, we were inevitably going to fail. Like, even if we both succeeded, we still would have failed the skill challenge. Our numbers were too far behind. Yep. What if we did un, uh, unproficient ones? Even then. Even yeah. then. Yeah, we were at like seven to one. Yeah. Seven to two. Seven to two. I do, I do want to give. I had an idea for a play of the game, and it was definitely you walking around just shoving things inside holes because that's a strategy that has always worked in Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just tested. creating the term "crafty bung" just tickled <laughs> yeah. tickled me in a very good way. Bungjin boy, oh bungjin! <laughs> but I like the idea since this was largely non-combat. Let's do the let's do the thing we did last time. Favorite favorite moment in the game, Max. Favorite moment was definitely uh, uh, plugging some holes. Yeah, for for old Gaspar here. Gaspar? Hmm. I like the fingers in the mouth. <laughs> You're gonna make a fish hook. I think it set but... the tone. Uh, yeah, there was the moment where, like, you're like fish hooking your your mouth, and then I was like, oh, whoosh. I was like, makes sense, you know? Yeah. Sailory boy doing some fishing, but I think it set the whole tone for this this adventure for this yeah. for the episode. Deep sea fishing. Okay, well, I know we're not doing MVP, but I just want to congratulate Zachary for keeping a straight face while describing this du- fleshy sheath. You did not laugh while saying fleshy sheath. Look, okay, yeah, that, I, I'll, I'll get, I'll get to it. Like I was just giggling over here, just not saying all the dirty shit that was popping into my head. It's no anyway, fleshy beach, but yeah, it's no fleshy beach. Everything's just sphincters and. But um, I have to say, I, I very much like all the moments where Wusha was carrying Iavos on his back, <laughs> just because that sets 
such a different tone we've never had before. And I thought that's a very fun introduction to, you know, how Woosh is a little different. Thank you. I think all of the moments that we weren't covered in acid were great. Which are some of my some of my favorites. No, uh, moment wise, I just some of the ideas in the skill challenge really pleased me. Not the not the roles necessarily, but just there's a lot of good ideas and and everyone using skills that they don't normally use is uh, it's nice. Plus, Walbert's just a very fun kind of like an escort quest mechanic. Walbert MVP. Walbert MVP. I'm here for it. <laughs> I had I had I had fun with Walbert. I I really enjoyed the the stupid fucking character. He's shredding my voice, but fuck it, whatever. But no, I really had fun doing this one. This one is uh, largely a big a big thumbs up to those of you who accused me of body horror. Uh, I felt like you know what? Hey, you want body horror? Here's body horror. Lean into it. I don't see. I don't see it at all. I was wondering if that's how you would classify this one. Yes, this is definitely intended to be body horror. Uh, actually, my original uh, was my original intent was splat stick. Splat stick. I'd like to put in a vote for you in the goo. There you go. That's Mm. totally fair. So the name of this episode should probably be bile. (laughs) Bile is totally fine. That's good. Well, thank you all for coming. This has been an absolute delight. I want to thank Hedegar the Editor for editing this episode, editing this episode. And I want to thank Brie Golden for the map we are about to use. Ooh, it's actually just a squid. <laughs> I want to see it, it. I was right. If you have any curiosities, questions, or ideas, feel free to jump on our Discord. If you want to go to the website and do all that shit, please do. But other than that, I think we're done with this particular roundabout. And we wish you luck. Yeah.